big one. It's no secret that women's reproductive health has been under attack in the states. Since the fall of Roe versus Wade last year, abortion has been banned in more than a dozen states. On Friday, the U.S. Supreme Court rejected an attempt to restrict access to one of the pills that's required in chemical abortions, also known as the abortion pill. So we're talking about how that story is kind of putting this whole conversation back into the spotlight and how it begs the question about what Canada is doing to uh, to create access and maintain uh, access to reproductive rights and abortion in Canada. We're talking about it with the Executive Director of Action Canada for Sexual Health and Rights, Farah Khan is joining the show. Farah, thank you so much for making the time. Really appreciate the conversation. So, uh, Farah, I just want to clarify this decision on Friday to, uh, mm-hmm. this was an attempt to restrict access to one of the pills involved in the abortion pill. Now, to clarify, uh, this didn't go through. So, this preserves access in the United States, right? Yes, it does. It preserves access for now. And what we're seeing is in the lower courts, there has been an attempt, and it continues to be an attempt, to restrict access to methapristone, which is one of the two drugs used in the abortion pill. And it doesn't mean that the fight is over, but it does mean that right now there is not going to be restrictions to it at this moment. So a small win in what's obviously been a really mm-hmm. tumultuous year uh, in the States. I mean, can you can, can you consider this a win in the grand scheme of what's been going on? I think we have to take any moments where it's recognized, even though it's so tumultuous as a win, absolutely, but it's it's such a tenuous win. Yeah. What we know is that abortion access has been limited so much in the United States, where so many people do not have access to it, and that is a huge problem. And it also creates this narrative around the abortion pill, which has been used in the United States for over 20 years, in Canada since 2017, it was approved in 2015, it is safe, it's effective, and it's a World Health gold, world health Organization gold standard. Yet we know so many people now, you know, with this, this is sowing the seeds of misinformation about this pill being safe, and it is. Yeah, can you speak to that a little bit? Because now there's questions about whether or not it should be tested with the with the FDA, and and mm-hmm. as you said, raising questions about if its efficacy and its safety, and that's already been proven. Yes, exactly, and it's been proven, and in, in over a hundred scientific journals have proven that this is a safe and effective pill. And the Texas case was, you know, used only five journals um, to say that it, you know, they try to argue the anti-abortionists that pushed forth the the attempt to limit their use of the abortion pill um, said, you know, there's these five studies. But if you look at the five studies they use. Two of them were by an organization that is anti-abortion, and three are by a Finnish study that they themselves, when they realized it was being used to try to restrict the use of this pill, said, no, you're using our information wrong. Mm. So we have a big problem here. So what this does is it puts the conversation back into the spotlight again. And, you know, mm-hmm. it shines kind of the light on Canada and what we're doing to to maintain or even increase access to abortion. I'm curious with all of the changes and the overturn of Roe versus Wade in the States, have we seen any changes when it comes to access or availability here in Canada over the last year? That's a great question. So, you know, I think there was when Roe v. Wade was first overturned, there was a lot of concern that, 
and, and obviously offers of if people needed to get an abortion, they could come to the, to Canada. But what we're seeing is people are, are right now going to the states that are still it's available abortion. And so that's something to know. I think what we are seeing is a spread of misinformation and fear around abortion. And also that people are looking at the tactics being used in the United States and thinking, okay, how do we use them here in Canada? Yeah, I mean, we we are very, I think, influenced by, uh, you know, American everything, American yeah. politics, American media. We've yeah. been talking about the changing landscape of American media this afternoon with, uh, mm-hmm. with you know, major broadcasters and opinion hosts being ousted from their positions. And and it does sort of have this, this trickle up effect, if you will, that sort of creates yep. this frustration and this, this, this lack of understanding here in Canada. What do you think is the most dangerous thing that's been happening in terms of our ideas about abortion over the last year? Well, I think overarching, one of the biggest things is, is to remember that in Canada, abortion is healthcare. It is considered healthcare. It is protected under healthcare. And so it's different than the United States. And so we don't have the same challenges that can happen around it. So that's important for people to know that abortion is healthcare. We need to remember that. But we also need to remember that any attack on sexual rights anywhere is attack on all our rights. And so, you know, when there's attacks on mythopristone, medication abortion, you know, and people are naming this misinformation, it can make a lot of people go, oh, is it safe for me to take? Is it going to be effective? Is it okay that I'm taking this? And the third thing I think people remember is there's still so much stigma and shame that surrounds abortion. People oftentimes are feeling they can't talk about it or or can't have that conversation. People feel like they can't act like it's a part of their normal health care, and it is. We need to normalize that. Yeah, and I mean, even if you're pro-life, I think these conversations are dangerous because in a situation where someone you know it's gonna it's Mm -hmm. gonna happen and you don't want someone to get into a situation where they're desperate and do something that's going to impact their overall health because Mm -hmm. something medical isn't available absolutely and that's why abortion access is what we really think the conversation should be in canada you know people in rural remote communities people in northern communities have to travel to get abortions we have an access line that we run that we get over 500 calls a month from people seeking support around abortion and sexual health yeah and it's a lot of them looking for support around travel and we pay we have a fund that we pay for people to be able to travel to get abortions and people have the right to get that and we need to address the fact that not everybody does right now because they don't have access in their communities i want to talk a little bit more about what needs to be available and what canada needs to do to keep moving and pushing forward but we do just have to take a very short break so far if you'll just hang on the line for just a second i have a couple more questions for you uh we're talking about how the latest u.s abortion pill attacks could have ripple effects here in canada our guest is the executive director of action canada for sexual health and rights farah khan we're going to get back into in three minutes. We're talking about the latest U.S. abortion pill attacks and the potential ripple effects that they could have here in Canada. Our guest is the Executive Director of Action Canada for Sexual Health and Rights, Farah Khan. Farah, thank you so much for sticking around on hold. Really appreciate your time. No problem. So, uh, Farah, we were just having a conversation talking about the access in rural Canada for abortion, for mm-hmm. reproductive rights, and it's it's not as widely available as it should be. I- I'm curious, do you think that this is uh, an issue that each province has to attack individually? Are we seeing success in some areas versus others, or is it up to each jurisdiction to try to uh, to push the needle forward? 
Oh, I think it's a federal and a provincial territorial issue, absolutely, where we have to see collaboration across to work to ensure that there's access. And so access includes medication abortion because in Canada, you know, who prescribes it is still doctors and nurse practitioners. But we need to expand that to midwives. It would be really helpful to everyone if midwives could also prescribe. And so that's one piece that we could see. We could also see in terms of expanding in provinces, you know, in Alberta and different provinces, what we need to see is comprehensive sexual health education that teaches people about birth control and discussions around that so that we're not even getting to the point of having conversation on abortion. We're talking about people making decisions about their reproductive health with Mm. knowledge, accurate knowledge around it. And I, that was, you know, my next question is, I think, talking talking about contraceptives and mm-hmm. and what is available and what's not. And how, what do you think that we could be doing better as a country to, to be offering <laughs> something maybe a little bit more accessible for everybody? You're talking about my favorite topic. You know, we just saw a huge win in B.C. with the pharma care um, decision to provide free birth control. We need that across the country. You know, we need pharma care that includes birth control so that people can make decisions for themselves about how and when and if they want to have children or not. They can make decisions about their health care that is good for them, that works for them, that is accessible. And right now we don't have that. You know, it shouldn't be a luxury to have access to birth control. And not everybody has that right now, and that's a problem. So I think provinces have an opportunity here. There was such an interest in what happened in BC. I hope we see ripple cracks across the country. We did hear uh, from Prime Minister Justin Trudeau this weekend. Uh, he issued yes. a statement on his on his personal Instagram, and I'm going to play that for you in just a second, Chad Nation, so you know exactly what he said and what his government stance is. Uh, but I'm wondering, Farah, if you can speak to that a little bit and what your thoughts were. Well, I saw the viral video that went, I think it was a week ago, right, where a young man had a conversation with Trudeau about abortion access and abortion. And, you know, I I thought it was a great conversation from both sides where here's a young man who definitely had very much been said misinformation about abortion, especially when he said, you know, those girls who get in trouble, you know, and if they just do to sleep around, then they should have to pay for the consequences as if there's no one else sleeping with them. And that also there's lots of ways in which people choose to have abortion. And if you do choose to have sex and the condom breaks or something happens or you didn't use birth control or they said they did and they took it off, you should have the opportunity to have an abortion if you want to because forced birth Forced pregnancy is something that we do not want to be promoting. People should never be forced into being parents when they're not ready. People shouldn't be forced to be pregnant when they're not ready. That's not okay. And so I appreciate that conversation. I appreciated hearing that we have a leader in this country that is saying that abortion is healthcare. Abortion is a part of people's lives and people have the right to make the choice and deserve to make the decision around their bodies and what they want to do with them. Farah, I think that's so well said. Thank you for speaking to it. Uh, As I said, I'm going to play that audio right away from our Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, addressing that video. Uh, But thank you so much for having this conversation this afternoon. Really do appreciate your time. Thank you. Bye-bye. Farrakhan is the Executive Director of Action Canada for Sexual Health and Rights. So uh, Justin Trudeau, as we said, uh, issued a statement, a testimonial, uh, if you will, on his personal Instagram over the weekend. And this is what he had to say about his government's stance on reproductive rights and abortion. You might have seen this video recently. It was from a conversation I had with a young man 
on the issue of being pro-choice. In the days following this video getting out there, I got a whole bunch of comments and suggestions from friends and supporters who said, oh, you could have said this or you should have laid out that uh, to really make clear uh, what your stance is. So I wanted to take a moment right now to emphasize that our government will always stand up and take action to protect uh, access to reproductive health services. We've increased access to the abortion pill right across the country, which helps people in rural and remote areas. We're working with partners across the country to ensure better access to safe and inclusive reproductive health services. And we're holding provinces to account when they're not delivering on their obligations. In the House of Commons, in 2021, when a Conservative MP brought in legislation to restrict abortion access, Liberal MPs stepped up and voted it down. With attacks on reproductive rights around the world, it's really important that we not take things for granted, that we continue to stand up unequivocally. So let me be very clear. This government will never tell a woman what to do with her body. We are unequivocally and proudly pro-choice and always will be.